Hello, everyone, and welcome back. There it is. To the Friends You Can Keep podcast. My first ever can <coughs> pop. Yep, because we've watched the first one. Desk pop. Um, mm, it smells so good. I will share immediately. We were talking about. So, I learned today of the song Excitable Boy by Warren Zevon. If you have not heard it, I suggest you look it up. It's a very strange song. But... Then there was a song called Keep Me in Your Heart that I knew the title. And I'm like, there's no way this is who sings it. Because I would have known that. Because I like Werewolves of London. Like, I, I think it's a really good song. It's also Warren Zevon. Um, so I looked up the CD that it was on. Because of Owning the Rink, we had the Grammy nominations, like, compilation CD. I also have you know, you gave me shit one time for saying compilation yeah i think dana carvey someone else said it that way it's the word is compilation i'm just letting you know not compilation um haven't you ever seen the late night infomercials but i thought it'd be fun to i looked it up to see the cd to make sure it was him it was the 2004 grammy nominees i know usher's on there so I thought it would be fun to share the songs that are on here. Um, so going can, in order from track number one. Wait, can you, can I guess? To track 21. Sure, I guess. Is Yeah by Usher on there? No. Travesty. It might also have been 2003. I don't know. Any other guesses? I need artist names. I can't just remember a song from... Well, you just threw Usher out there immediately. Well, because that that song was like the number one song when I went to prom. So the first song on the CD is Beyonce and Jay Z. Crazy in Love. Crazy in Love. The Black Eyed Peas and Justin Timberlake. Where's the love? Where's the love? <laughs> Coldplay. The Scientist. Clocks. Dang it. Eminem. It is not Eight Mile. It's Lose Yourself. That's the Eight Mile. Oh my God. Um, Missy Elliott. Reverse it. Work it. <laughs> Evanescence. Bring me to life. Going under. Oh. Outcast. Oh yeah, duh. I should have known that. Bring me to life is way earlier than that. Um, Outcast. Miss Jackson. The way you move. Ooh. Justin Timberlake. Sexy bag. Crimey River. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Dirty. Don't look at me. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Avril I was Levine. Say pretty. Complicated. I'm with you. Ooh. And then Luther Vandross, Dance with My Father. Great, great. Oh, song. that is a good song. And then Warren Zevon, Keep Me in Your Heart. I think it's a cover of a Bob Dylan song. It sounded like it when you were playing it. Um, 50 Cent. In the club. In the club. Fountains of Wayne. Stacy's mom? Yep. That's their only song. Heather Headley, I Wish I Wasn't. Sean Paul? Temperature? Give me the light. I'm sorry, what? Sean Paul. George Harrison? I don't know. Any road. Michael McDonald? I don't know. Unbelievable. Ain't no mountain high enough. What? In 2004? Yeah, that's when he covered it. Oh, oh. Okay. Ain't No Mountain High Enough is originally Marvin Gaye. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was like, N- no, wait a yeah. minute. Stop. How the hell does that song go? Um, I can't even think of the beginning of that song now. 
Sting, Send Your Love, Eagles, Hole in the World, and Matchbox 20, Unwell is the last oh. song on that CD. Um, That's a great song. Yeah, it's very... I thought that was very fun to share that. Um, oh, I will also share... Please tell me someone else saw that meteor. That's the thing I just saw when I opened Facebook. Um, who? A girl I went to high school with. I saved this just for the sheer sharing of the two roles. So it was a suggested on Facebook Super Mario fans group suggested for me. And someone has, here's who I'd cast as each character who has yet to be introduced to the Mario franchise in Super Mario Brothers 2. So it's like a fan casting. Honorable mentions are Michael Sarah as Yoshi. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson as Rosalina. Kelly Marie Tran, who was the Asian girl in the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. Okay. As Toadette. <laughs> two Toadette. People, two people I've never heard of. Danny DeVito as Wario. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi as Waluigi. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I saw that and I immediately thought, I want nothing more than to hear Danny DeVito and Steve Buscemi as brothers in this show or in this movie. Um, what else is on my list? Oh, before we move on to other notes. I have a review to give out of something we experienced in real life. Hershey Park. Oh. Very specifically, <laughs> not their cup. I think their cup was useless. They have a lot of kinks to iron out in their yeah, which refillable is weird, cup. Because I feel like this is not their first rodeo with us. I feel like they've been having it for a while. It just seems really clunky. Maybe we were there on a really bad day. It also feels like it's not something that's hard to figure out. No, because... Considering the, we went to Legoland right after they opened, and they have nailed it. Yeah, but, like, Hershey Park had the cup thing. It would have worked, but, like, why don't any of your machines work is really the well, problem. That's the, that's the issue. You have, you have infinitely more machines than Legoland has. Yeah. Yet... I think that maybe that's why. I went to how many of them... And the soda did not work. Or there was no ice. Which... Well, the ice was more towards the end of the day. So I'll give you that. And, and it was very hot. My brother said that you can get ice and water for free at any of those, including yeah. those. So the ice is getting depleted immediately. Yes. But I think Legoland's part of their well, plus is that think... they don't have as many machines. So there's I not as do much maintenance. think it needs to be a lot more separated between... Here's where you refill your purchased cup, and here's where you refill the cups you brought from home. Well, they have just that's, but water, it, but, but it was with warm. the soda machines. No, they were because that there was one. Well, that was that one in that weird Pepsi. They had those weird water chill area. They had those water things all over. Yeah, but they also intended. have them with the soda machines. No, you, you just use the water. That yes, but they're with the soda machines. Yeah, it, it's part of the soda machine. No. There is the one that is on the soda machine where it's the little tab, but there's yeah. also a lot of the locations that had a soda machine and then an ice machine in the middle 
a soda machine and then the one that has like the four water things. There was Maybe a lot of those. A, but they my, wanted people to buy the cup to refill with water. But even if you did that, you can then fill the water at the soda machine. My point is the standalone water thing should be yeah, somewhere get rid else. of it. Because what's happening is people are going to the ice machine with their cup from home, filling it with ice, then going over to the water thing. So then the cup I paid for cannot get ice because and it was these so schmucks who brought the their own we cup. There. Yeah. So I think. But my review is more. We ate lunch and dinner there. I perused a lot of the food options walking around that park. Every food option in that park will make you shit a lot every bathroom you go into has two stalls and that's it well why is your food exclusively diarrhea there there has to be a bigger bathroom though i I didn't i didn't come across one the ladies rooms were all like every bathroom i went into had two stalls did you go into one where it was the two sides because I went in one where it was two sides of stalls. I may have gone into one, but even then it was two on this side, two on this side. Oh. That is weird. I mean, now, like a ladies' room, obviously and in it's a all normal, stalls. In a normal bathroom, I'll get, in a normal area, I'll give you that. But Hershey Park, I walked around your park. Everything you sell is making people shit their but brains what? out. Maybe they figured they have bathrooms, because like, they, they do have a lot of bathrooms. They like, do have a lot of bathrooms. Everywhere you turn, there's a bathroom. But, like, maybe that's why they make them all, like, small. I don't know. I mean, Roller Coaster Tycoon, you're you're going to have complaints. I don't know. About your bathroom. I just came across that and thought I should share. Um, but, moving on to my my other actual notes. Let me look up. This actual thing. Um, I did look it up because I was curious. There is a meteor shower oh. from now until September 9th. So was, that, was that the big boom I heard? No. I think the big boom was probably fireworks. You never know. What? No, I think it. Uh, if you heard a big boom in terms of a meteor shower, a meteor has struck. And I feel like we would have known that by now. <laughs> Here it is. I looked up the actual thing. Well, it's an article about it because I saw it on social media. Um, I was scrolling through. Here's the article. I was scrolling through Facebook a few nights ago and I noticed something kind of out of the ordinary. It was an ad for McDonald's for buttered corn. As many brands do, McDonald's was looking to revamp their menu and add some fan favorite items. And someone came up with the idea of buttered corn. um, The post received nearly 50,000 reactions, 60,000 comments, and 40,000 shares. Make it a full meal with buttered corn. That's the ad I saw. I don't know that... Officially entering our buttered corn era. Butter, add this to your side for a full meal. That's what it says in the ad. I thought people were sort of uh, like moving past corn. Is corn having a resurgence? We found some of our favorite comments and reactions to the post. Nobody asked for this. Y'all were told multiple times to bring back snack wraps, and y'all didn't listen, and now Burger King stole your crown. I wanted the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, but sure, corn will do. I'm going to need the snack wraps, not corn. We asked for snack wraps, and McDonald's is like corn, as if anyone wanted that. Somewhere in the world right now, there's a Maka's marketing team getting a pizza party. 
And when the corn machine breaks, LOL. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. So All we ask for is a chicken tender and a tortilla, and you could never get it right. Oh, it's the snack, the snack wrap. Does it have the juice? If so, I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn. Why do you want the juice? It's just corn water. We could have shaker salads again, but they give us corn? The you don't want shaker salads. <laughs> don't eat a salad from fast food. The sweet corn McFlurry. Ew. This is someone coming. I would be intrigued. It doesn't say sweet corn. It just says buttered corn. It just says buttered it's gonna corn. It's going to be the nasty-ass corn that tastes like nothing. It's going to be corn from a can that they put a pad of butter on and melt it and then give it to you. They don't... No, no, no. What no. are they giving it to you in? That, that I have a few questions about um, vessels and toppings. It's going to be... Well, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get it in the... No matter what you order, it's going to have corn on it. <laughs> You're going to get it. It's like You're everything you order it. from Burger King has an onion ring in it. You are going to get it in the Happy Meal size McNugget box. No, whatever. That's where your corn will be. Yeah, like when you get an extra sausage patty. It yeah. just comes in there. Yeah, it'll be in the McNugget box. That's where your but corn will be. But it'll get all soggy. Do you think they care? Look when they give you the sausage in the McNuggets box. Yeah, but like you, the sausage you let they're not sit, claiming is butter. If you let that sit long enough, if you lifted the box up, the sausage would just fall out. Ew. That's how greasy that is. Um, but you know, like you're going to get a burger, it will have corn adjacent. Your fries have corn Well, there'll corn be like one, one kernel just hanging stuck out. Stuck in the cheese. Hanging out on the lettuce. Like everything has corn stuck to it. <laughs> Nobody knows why. <laughs> You just don't ask questions. Introducing the all new McDonald's everything corn meal. <laughs> like it just it's everywhere. As, as featured. <laughs> Somehow it's stuck on the outside of the bag. There's one in your drink. It's disgusting. <laughs> now there is corn. Um I hope our local ones do it though because is why it real? They? Is it real? Yes. Are you sure it's real? Yes. It was an inst- it was a social media ad from the official McDonald's account. It is coming. Whoa. Corn is coming. Yeah, but aren't we past corn season? We're just coming into corn season? Maybe it's next year. Maybe they're teasing it. Well, when you type in McDonald's also, serving. Also, also, do you think McDonald's gives a rat's ass about what's in season? It's McDonald's Philippines exclusive. Boo. I Googled it. Boo. Singapore. That's the downside of social media. Yeah. How have you not figured out your ads? I can't tell you the amount of posts. Now, Disney Plus is starting to get more adult, quote-unquote, adult content. I can't tell you the amount of posts I've seen that is Disney Plus's Facebook page where it's like, oh, coming soon to Disney Plus, lethal weapon. And people in the comments are losing their shit. And I'm like, I'm like, people. In America, that will now be on Hulu. Right. Everywhere else, it will be on Disney Plus. It's so weird. We are the only country right, with that Hulu. Has, yeah. So it's a weird. Thing. Why do you not have a Disney Plus like, like US? Why can we see a, those ads? Well, because that's the issue. Because like the Disney Plus thing, that's just the Disney Plus Facebook page. What they need is a Disney Plus USA. 
and a Disney Plus everywhere else. You need two oh, separate things. Oh, because it's things. not... But, like, you don't go... You're not seeing the ad from McDonald's Philippines. You're just seeing the ad from McDonald's. Yeah, that's really weird. So you're getting a suggested ad yeah. from McDonald's. It's not filtering out, like, oh, you right. can't buy this. They should put, like... You would also think that. In the thing, like... You would think when they put up Lethal Weapon coming soon to Disney Plus, it would say, like... In these countries. In or the fine print, right. like... It'll be on Hulu in America, but right. <laughs> Disney Plus everywhere else. Or yeah. Um, I had an epiphany the other day driving somewhere. Where was I going? There was a guy in front of me driving like an asshole, and I said to myself that he was driving like an asshole. But then something crossed my mind when I thought, like, is he driving like an asshole? Or am I the asshole? <laughs> right. Are you the one in a hurry and he's just driving? And I thought that because there was an article before, because we live in Pennsylvania, no big secret, but the assumption is that the assholes are from Jersey and New York. I saw an article, and I think people from New York also show the assumption that the asshole drivers are from Jersey. But I'm pretty sure the article was like, that's false. Right. It's Philadelphia is and Pennsylvania are the asshole drivers. We just go to other places. Well, it's because and because our... we're assholes, we think that they're the assholes because they're not. They're and not getting on our level. Our like highway system is different from ev- literally everywhere yeah. else. Pennsylvania is a shit because you don't use like the jug handle thing. Yeah, and we're the town that. I mean, we're the state that doesn't pass like just coasts in the left lane. Yes. So, like, we're not actually passing anyone, but we still drive over Well, there. that's everywhere. That's not just the... Left lane like, drivers are an everywhere thing. That's not a Pennsylvania But I think exclusive. in Pennsylvania, it's, like, more It common. does happen more for some reason. But, and, like, we go out of state But and it feels like you also... That's happening, and it's a Jersey license plate in front of you. No, it's the Jersey ones that fly up next to you in the right-hand lane, but then, like, don't, don't ever you. get over. Yeah. Or fly up next to you in the left lane, but then just drive directly next to you. But I will say, so I had the thought of, like, am I the asshole? You should have read it. Or is that guy the asshole? But then... Well, what did he do? He was, I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. He was just driving like an asshole. But you have that split-second thought of, like, is it is it really him or is it me? But then he turns... And his back quarter panel is dented. His side door is oh, dented. Dear. And it's like, oh, so you are the asshole. Right. Because if it's your car great. looks that yeah. way, clearly it's A, not from a singular accident. Right. Well, it could have been. Doubtful. Where the sporadic dents and correct. scratches and scrapes are. Usually if it's on one, like opposite sides, unless you got T-boned twice yeah. like at the same time. And he had a PA plate before we get into state. State well, yeah, issues. We were we were both from Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a fun little bit of wisdom to share. I saw a commercial. We got we were eating lunch. I think it was Friday. We were eating lunch at the shop. I put on Prices Right, and because Prices Right is on at eleven o'clock in the morning, I guess it wouldn't. It would it's not afternoon. It's a.m. So. Um. There's an ad for life insurance. Now, here's my gripe with this commercial. And you might know more about this than I do. 
So it's a man and woman, clearly a couple, clearly <coughs> married. I don't know if he's on his phone. Somehow they say, like, one of their friends died. Oh. Okay. Well, they're old. That's what these commercials are. Yeah, but, like, you couldn't bring in life insurance, like, any other way. Um, And the wife says, well, I think they say, like, he died and, oh, he didn't. Right. He didn't have life insurance and, oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, then the wife says, well, it's a good thing we have life insurance. And the husband makes kind of this, like, oh, like, face. I forget what his, Jimmy, I forget what the fuck his name is. And she's just like, James. And then it goes into, the, like, the, are you 65 and older or whatever the spiel is. Right. And I immediately thought, like, you would have had to have signed paperwork. How did you not know that you didn't have life insurance? He knows he. He knows they don't have it, but she no. says like, "Oh, good thing we don't. Good thing we have life insurance." Then he's like, oh, "No, we don't." Like, lady, you should know that you don't have life insurance. Would you not have had to sign paperwork? Or is he saying like he didn't realize they had life insurance? No, he was saying we don't have life insurance. Well, because he because she, they're trying to then sell you like because the the other ads that are. For the same insurance company, it's, you know, oh, I can't afford it. I think he might say, like, I'm trying to find one that we can afford. Because it's the whole, like, oh, right. no matter what your health, no matter mm-hmm. your age, whatever, we only charge you this much a month. Or it can be more, depending on the plan that you want. But the base thing is, like, yeah. $18 a month or whatever. Yeah. it's I think it's the ones that Trebek used to do. I think it's that same company. Sure. But it was probably, like... He said he would take care of it, and she just assumed that he took care of it. But again, you know, like, she would have had to sign paperwork. Well, also, in order to get life insurance, you do have to be evaluated by a doctor. They take blood. They ask your history. Not that company. That well, plays ads every commercial break. If you the want price more right. than their $18 a month life insurance that gets you, like, it will pay, buy you a Band-Aid. I'm just telling you what the ad says. Because, no, they'll give it to you regardless of your, like, health. But I'm pretty sure you still have to be evaluated. Well, I think it says... Because, like, you won't be turned down. I think it says, like, there's no... There's no prior health screening or something like that. So it probably is, like, to get the base package. We'll just give it to you. For $18 a month. But if you want more, then you have to get a health screening done. Because, like, a long time ago, in a previous life, I had life insurance. Yeah. For nothing. Like, what What did I have life insurance for? Mm-hmm. To To pay my rent when I'm not here? What, what do I need life insurance for? I don't know. Gambling debts? I'm, I don't know. So I had it for... Not, well, not yours, obviously. Right. But I wouldn't have been on the hook for those. No. You would have died and... He wouldn't have gotten it. I don't know. I don't know what your policy was. He wasn't the beneficiary of my life insurance policy. I didn't know. Which also doesn't make any... Why? What does my mom want with my life insurance policy? Mm-hmm. She's not supporting... At the time, I mean, still, now, like, she... They did pay for you to school. Right, but, like, that's gone. Yeah, but then you would have paid them back. <laughs> I don't know that they want that, though. Like, they're, they're like, 
We paid for this, and if you die, what was what was the money for? What a waste! It's gone now. So I, so I want that money back. Yeah, obviously we've we've now transcended that issue. But no, I mean my life insurance, my well, my your student debt is also gone. It's yes. gone. Yes. Um. What else did I ever? But down I, here? anyway, a nurse had to come to the house, and like, it was weird. Give you the old finger in the butt. No, it wasn't that bad. They like ask you. They ask you so many questions, and you have to have like a list of doctors for like the last fifty years. I'm like, I don't know. Then they they do like your cholesterol and your blood pressure and all this stuff, and then like it's a whole big thing in your house because one of you has low cholesterol and the other one has high cholesterol, and it's certainly not the one who eats well has the low cholesterol. Then trying to explain, like, it's only low because I have chronic illness that prevents me from having I don't know what mine is. Low. It's low. I've never had it tested. Because people with Crohn's disease have low cholesterol. You can't absorb it. Yeah. So there's no point. It's not accurate. Like, I mean, I guess it is accurate. But, like, you can't. And if you did have high cholesterol, you probably did. True. Because, like, if you as a Crohn's patient were able to get it up that yeah. high, but, it, and, like, your body can't absorb it. Yeah. Is the... It's true. The, I, what? I don't know. I don't I don't understand how that stuff works, but I just know that it can't. Um, I'm also wondering if people with Crohn's disease, like, don't have high blood pressure. I have no idea. I know I've had Crohn's disease... Said no, fourteen years. I know very little about it. I just do whatever they tell me to do and take whatever meds they tell me to take. And I know that it's that's about it. Genetic and not hereditary. That you can't get high cholesterol, and that like everyone is different. Yeah, that it's it's a very difficult disease to. It affects everyone differently. Treat and. Even spot. Yeah. Because like, there it is. your Excuse symptoms me. and my symptoms are. Yes, very we, different. May, we might as well not even have the same disease. Um, I had music on at work through the day. And the song Back When from Tim McGraw came on. A song that I liked. It didn't age well, I feel When like. I was in like middle school or high school whenever that album came out literally you were dying is a great song on that album um hearing it again not good it's a shitty song like and i'm and i'm of the belief that like tim mcgraw doesn't really have a bad song well it's just i don't know but like i heard it and i'm like this song kind of shit like it's kind of a shit song i don't it also is like hearing it like when it first came out and then like hearing it again I'm like I don't like the lyric the wind was all that blue I don't like well, that well I'll, I'll get to the lyrics in a second that's what I wrote that's why I wrote it down it's, I, it's I some have of them a, are I, just like you I have, have a gripe I have a gripe with the lyrics there. but it's also weird to me the more we talk about it that like Tim McGraw does kind of have a weird progression into modern country where he is still a relevant artist he still puts out good music yeah and his music, there is a point where, like, 
I think he's gone back to being a little more country, but there well, was a point where he was a little more poppy. But I think he's following the trend. But my he point does it very is, well, but, but my point is, for someone who does it, who for someone who follows the trends well to stay current and still put out good country music in 2023, it's weird that you have a song that is like crotchety old man. But it doesn't come I miss across... how things used to be. I mean, we drank. Like, we drank from a hose and spit in the cup. Blake Shelton bullshit. Right. It's that's. It's the same song, but it's like the tone of it. So the lyrics. So and the the issue I really have is the chorus, because the verses. Back on a hoe with a hoe. The verses. I don't really know what any of that shit is. Don't you remember the piz and a pepper? What the fuck is that? Peanuts in a bottle. Ten, two, and four. I'm guessing ten, two, and four is. Something about at. I don't know. Ten, he's two, do- and four. He's doing something at ten, two, and four. Fried bologna sandwich with mayo and tomato. I know that. <laughs> My daddy says. Nah. But then, like sitting around the table, don't happen much anymore. Okay, I'll give you that one. But then the chorus is where you really, I think, lose me, because your complaints in the chorus are very strange, and all you're complaining about is the evolution of the English language. So it's um. Oh, fuck. What's the, how does the chorus start? Coke was a Coke. Cracks what you were doing. Yeah, back when Coke oh, was a... Oh, back when a hoe was a hoe. Coke was a Coke. Yeah, back when a hoe was a hoe. Well, hookers existed. You just might not have called them hoes, but they were still hookers. Um, Coke was a Coke. Do you mean when Coke was in Coke? Is that what you're referring to, Tim McGraw? Or, like, when did this come out? Screw, when a screw was a screw. Did people not screw? How do you think you were born, Tim McGraw? I know you have a Jesus fish on your arm. But the, and the wind but like, was all that blue. I'm like, stop that. Again, Tim McGraw, not to be vulgar, but do you really think your mom didn't blow your dad? When you said I'm down with that, it meant you had the flu. Yeah, it's a weird... That's like a... And that's a weird... The I'm down with that thing is a weird, like... That feels pointed towards the hip-hop community. To me. But then I'll give you, like, I love my records. Black and shiny vinyl. Clicks and pops and white noise. Man, that sounded fine. But then you lose me at, I had my favorite stations. The one that played, the ones that played them all. Country, soul, rock and roll. What happened to those times? They're still here. I'm reading street slang for dummies because they put pop in my country. I want more for my money the way it was back then. Did he write this song? I know you're looking it up. Did he write it or did someone else write it? Because this does not feel like a written by oh, Tim McGraw. I went too far back and it went back to Does McDonald's Serve Corn? The album is... Oh, I just didn't go down far enough. The album is Live Like You Were Dying. That's the name of the album. Oh, I just have to... Uh, where's Wikipedia? Where are you at? I think that's the name of the album. Wikipedia. I don't want to know what the song is about. Let's I don't see. care. Back oh, that's why, that's why, that's why. I can find it now. Thomas McGraw. Here we go. Written by Stan Lynch. Jeff Stevens, Stan Lynch, and Stephanie Smith. Stephanie. Spelled like Stephony. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Is that a man or a woman, you think? I don't know. Could be Stephanie. I hope it's Stefani. 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 It could be Stefani. Like it, the, they don't have a click. Like the ultra frustrating um 
Stephen Stefan. Steph Curry. But then his name is pronounced like Stephon Stephon Curry, and it's like your name is spelled Stephen. Well, no, it's Stephen. That's what it is. Stephen Stephen Curry. Which is why is your name Stephen? You couldn't just be called Stephen. Well, I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. <laughs> I mean, the word why why is S T E P H E N? Why is that Stephen? Uh huh. P H E N. It's not Stephen. That's Stephen. Yeah, but like people say Stephen, they and don't. they pronounce it that way, and they spell it that way. They don't. And then what's their? What do they go? Stephen is S T E V E N. Yeah, but it that's, can also be that. No, that's Stefan. Yes, and it can also be Stephen because right here it says pronounced Stephen. That's not right. And then why do you go by Steve? Where do you get Steve from in there? Wikipedia is incorrect. On no, it's that not. One. The Wikipedia is incorrect. If your name is Stephen, you're not spelling it S T E P H E N. That's Stephen. Yes. No, it's not. Stephen oh. is the American version of the name Stephen. S T E P H E N. Americans were just like, you know what? We're gonna get rid of the PH. We're gonna put a V because that's what it is. I yeah, I guess because there's it, Canadians that there are, know, are that are there British. are people whose name is like oh Stephen Stefan like Stephen Colbert. His is PH. So it. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those weird names. I don't get it. That is a weird, that is a very weird, well, that's because the American English language is such a fucking nightmare. Well, that was the, the British English, too. But British English is the original. Yeah, Stephen. The is PH the, is the original. Yes. And then we're too stupid we to do anything. We just put the V. We just put a V. Well, we just put a V. We don't use the metric system because we're well, too that... stupid to do the metric system. What's the other one? Oh, I was just thinking of another one with spelling. Oh, no, the whole, like, why would we call it autumn when we can just call it fall? Because that's when the leaves fall. Jesus Christ, how fucking stupid well, are you? Well, and why don't we use the... What kind of brain-dead moron was oh, like, we should are. call it fall? I <laughs> I wonder when that started. It's <laughs> just, Jesus Christ. Um, but... I gotta find out how you, what the Stefani name is. Is it a man or a woman? Oh, it's a man. Oh, it's a woman. My bad. Yeah, her name is probably Stephanie. Um, yeah, so it probably is Stephanie. But speaking of, it's so that's interesting spelling. That's our odd musical review of a song that came out. I couldn't tell you how long ago. I could have looked it up. But I didn't. Um, I watched two movies last night. Kelly watched a quarter of one movie. Hated it. So the first one was Cocaine Bear. I hated it. Let me tell you. I don't know what Elizabeth Banks was setting out to do. The review I wrote, Cocaine Bear was fun. <laughs> it was not fun. A little too gory towards the end. And in my opinion, has a dumb ending. That doesn't really make sense. But um, It's based on a true story, though, so you have to be careful. Well, here's, here's the gripe. So it's based on a true story. Well, it comes up before based the credits. on true events, right? Well, I don't know. Whatever. It comes up before the credits. We just had this discussion a couple episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't um, matter, but... It comes up before the credits that the duffel bags of cocaine were never recovered and they are believed to still be on the mountain to this day. 
the credits roll for like a minute. Then there's a post credit scene of one of the teenagers hitchhiking. And with him, he has one of the duffel bags. Oh. And, he, and the guy who picks him up has a bunch of sheep in the back. He puts the duffel bag in the back. They take off, and he tells him to stop. And then he gets out and takes the bag out of the back. So it's like, the, the, ha, 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 I don't want the sheep getting into the cocaine. Right. Because I just watched a ton of people get brutally murdered by a bear on cocaine. Um, Did the bear kill people? No, I mean, in the movie, yes. But in real life? I Probably. I think No. If there are people around, probably. I think, no. I think the bear probably just died. I don't know. Look it up. Um, I gotta know, because... What's the true story behind Cocaine Bear? There's definitely an article about it. Um, Oh. Okay, well, people live to tell about it. Yeah. Yeah, the guy in the beginning, the redhead guy... Led to a cocaine-induced death of a bear in northern Georgia. So, northern Georgia. That was in Tennessee. Who's the bad guy in Cocaine Bear? Where's Where's Chattahoochee National Park? Is that in Georgia? We We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. So yes. But Chattah the Chattahoochee's in Georgia apparently. Oh, I'm thinking of never mind. I was thinking of Chat Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I was like, I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that I know this for. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Relaying lyrics. Yeah, I, I was thinking Chattanooga, Tennessee, not Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee, Tennessee. I was thinking that was like a town. Um. So. I get. What's up? So the smuggler did. Fell out of the plane. And he did die. His parachute failed. Yes. Whether he cracked his head, it doesn't say. Yeah. But that portion is correct. That is how the Well, drugs... I don't think you would know that he cracked his head or not. No, no, but I just mean like the... Yeah. That doesn't... Yeah, that was, that was legit. He yes. F- he was transporting cocaine. Yes. And fell yes. out of the That's plane. That's how the cocaine did, in fact, end up in yeah. the woods. Yeah, that was factual. Anything else? The true events... A 500-pound black bear ingested cocaine and... Okay, I don't know that he went... That's what the movie's about. Okay, great. That wasn't helpful. Thank you, whatever local news bullshit that was. Thank you for that um, scintillating coverage. That was useless. I'm gonna... You keep looking. Um, So, I do think it was fun... Like, as weird of a review as that is, I think it was a fun Oh, my God. What? So, the drugs were dropped in Tennessee. The bear was found dead in Georgia, and he was stuffed and displayed at a mall in Kentucky. What the fuck? Weird. Weird. (laughs) Why? I mean, that tracks for Kentucky, but... But, oh, there he is. Oh, my God, he's still there in Lexington. Yeah. Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar or mm-hmm. Koki the Bear. A national hero. There he is. Sweet hat. Poor thing. That, I'm not sure that he really killed people. That looks like the bear. Maybe they used... Oh, his. it's Escobar, not Escobar. 
Right. Yes. But um, um, horror comedy thriller is what that movie is defined as. Yeah, I would definitely. History. Blah blah blah. But I was get. I'll get there. I just thought it was wild that he was. Three states were involved. En route, they dropped 40 plastic containers of cocaine into the wilderness before abandoning the plane above Knoxville, Tennessee. Thornton was killed when his parachute failed to open. According to the FBI, Thornton dumped his cargo because the load of two men, in addition to the cocaine, was too heavy for the plane to carry. Hmm. December 23rd. What year was this? 85. Yeah. That tracks. The containers held about 75 pounds of cocaine, valued at $20 million. Wow. And by the time the scene was studied by government authorities, all of the containers had been ripped open with their contents scattered. The chief medical examiner stated that its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. Aww. Although he estimated the bear had absorbed only 3 to 4 grams into his bloodstream at the time of its death. Yeah, I don't think he killed people. He did not want to waste the body, so he had it taxidermied and gave it to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. The bear, however, disappeared until it emerged again in a pawn shop. Eventually, it made its way to the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington, Kentucky, where it remains to this day. We gotta go see him. It has been alleged that the bear kept in Lexington is not the same bear that died in Georgia, but rather another unrelated bear, due to the fact that the original bear was in a state of decomposition, although the mall maintains that the bear is the original. Who cares? According to the bear's owners, the cocaine bear has the authority to officiate legally binding weddings in the mall where it is kept, Due to Kentucky's marriage laws. What Jesus the fuck? fucking Christ. We could have got married by the cocaine bear? So you are telling me we live in a country where people are arguing that gays shouldn't be married. But I can go to Kentucky and get married by a taxidermied bear that ingested seven pounds of cocaine? Fuck off. Seven pounds doesn't sound that impressive. Is that what it was? 75 pounds, sorry. 75. Okay, that's a bit more. But he only he only absorbed three... Three to four grams in his bloodstream. But his stomach was packed to the brim with cocaine. That's really... He had like a bowel obstruction then. That's what killed him. <laughs> like he didn't die of a drug overdose. That claim is only partially true. The bear does not have the authority to solemnize weddings. But the state of Kentucky cannot invalidate marriages performed by unqualified persons if the parties believe... The person marrying them has the authority to do so. Right, but like it's, a ta- it's a taxidermy bear. Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure you have to at least have a pulse. Wow, that's fun. Um, but anyways. So he didn't really kill anyone. Well, it doesn't say anywhere. Um, Which is sort of interesting. I feel like it definitely had to have killed at least one person. I don't care about the bear. But anyways. Um, so you didn't care for it. Here we go. I thought it was a fun movie. Whether or not that's what Elizabeth Banks was going for, I don't know. It seems like it. What the hell is that? The train? That's the train. Yeah, that's the train going by. It's too consistent. It just sounds I like guess. wind. It's the train. Sorry about that interruption, folks. Um, but where you lose me is... I get it as a horror movie. So, 
the first gory thing you see, which is not gory, I mean, you didn't care for it, but he eats that woman and it throws her leg out yeah. at the husband. It is not, you make that face. It is clearly a fake yeah, leg. Yeah, it was just, it was. They don't show her getting ripped apart by the no, bear. No, no, All they no, do no, is no. toss the leg into camera. Um, when Jesse Tyler Ferguson dies, so it's, his death is kind of funny in that horror comedy way. So he's going through the woods trying to get away from the bear. He falls into one of the open containers of cocaine. He has it all over his face and his clothes. He climbs up a tree because that little boy is also in a tree. So they both are now up in the trees. The little boy said, you're fine. Bears can't climb trees. To which Jesse Tyler Ferguson replies, of course they can. And the little boy goes, then why are you up here? (laughs) It's climbing up after the little boy who starts to climb higher. It then gets the whiff of the cocaine on Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Beelines down the tree, runs over to his tree, and fucking rockets up that tree. All you are seeing of Jesse Tyler Ferguson dying, this is what I wanted the whole movie to be. Very campy horror. Yeah. So what you are seeing on camera is the boy in the tree in the background and whatever her name is, Carrie... Russell. Carrie Russell. On the ground. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's, like, legs... There's a real thing with legs in this movie. So... The bear is just, like, mauling at his legs. You can't see any of that on camera. It is happening above camera. All you're seeing on camera is he is upside down, and then you're just watching, like, his shirt get progressively redder. Ew. So it's just, like, the illusion of blood is now running down him. When he inevitably dies, the bear leaves, his body which is clearly just a, either a CGI or it's a dummy, just falls to the ground, and then his leg falls behind him. I'm like, what is the fascination with dismembered legs in this movie? But also bites Margot Martindale, or like scratches her on the ass. She leaves. She has a gun. She leaves. <laughs> Why didn't she just kill it? Well, she tries shooting at it, and what she thinks is the bear in the bushes is just Tyler Ferguson, and he jumps up like, Why are you shooting at me? <laughs> um... So I did get to the bottom of this okay. article. Essentially, like, they find the plane wreckage. Yes. They find the dead parachuter, who is a known drug smuggler and former police officer. Yes. He's found wearing Gucci loafers oh. and has the key to the drug plane in his pants pocket okay so they know it's him and while they're searching for the debris they find the dead bear the end so it's just speculation that people were killed by the bear right like chance nothing they just died you never know well the bear just died right like he found that cocaine he ate it all and then he died yeah it probably happened within hours. I mean, it's fun to speculate that the bear just, like, went on a rampage Sure, in the right. Woods, but, but, like, there's not absolutely nothing. That The true story is just that a bear ate cocaine and it died. So you get a great fight scene between three teenagers and Ice Cube's son. His real son? His real son. That's okay. O'Shea Jackson Jr. who plays him in the movie. Who plays that character in the movie. That's Ice Cube's kid. Um, I'm trying to think then. There's a great... Margo, so the first, like, really gross thing you see 
is the two teens that were beat up by him are in the ranger cabin. When Margaret Martindale gets back, she thinks they were attacked by the bear. And they think she was beat up by Ice Cube's kid. Oh. So there's a kind of a funny back and forth okay. with that. But she says, like, call an ambulance. The guy's like, I already did. Well, then, like, very, it's not really suspenseful, but they're trying to play it that way. Where, like, you can hear the bear outside the cabin. Well, then she tells the guy, like, open the door. She says, open the door on three. And then it changes to, when I tell you to, open the door. Well, she says, and she's clearly, like, how she's holding the gun is not how you hold the gun. Yeah. So she tells him to open the door. I don't think the bear is there. Bang. Shoots him right in the back of the head. And you, like, see the front of oh, his head oh, explode no. off. And his friend, the guy who was, like, with Margot Martindale stealing stuff at the beginning of the movie, he's there. Because the third one is with Ice Cube's kid. Trying to go give them the cocaine that they hid in the pavilion. Or the gazebo. It's like a pavilion. I know what the fuck a gazebo <laughs> is. And the other guy's like, I didn't. <laughs> What's funny is he describes it as a pavilion structure or a pavilion-like structure. And then later on in the movie, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is telling Ray Liotta like, where it is. And he's like, it's in the pavilion-like structure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like that happens. Well, then the bear, you think it's on the roof. And, like, she's pointing the gun at the roof and following it. And they make it seem like it's going to come down the chimney, which I was waiting for. I'm like, please tell me this hysterical, like, to this point, we are in the territory of camp where it's... Yeah. Like, this was clearly made to be a comedy. This is not a horror... This is not a campy horror movie. It definitely movie had the... That was made to be a horror movie. Yeah. It was a campy horror movie that was made to be a comedy. Well, then... The teen from the beginning is standing against the door, and there's just, like, a small window at the top, head level. Well, when she thinks it's coming down the chimney, the bear just breaks its arm through the glass and just grabs that kid by the face, and then it cuts to, like, a different scene. Well, when the ambulance gets there, Margot Martindale is, like, dying behind the desk. (laughs) Doors open, windows are shattered, there's blood everywhere. So the ambulance gets there, they back up to the door, they can't get the door open. Well, the guy she shot in the head is just, like, propped against the door. Ew. They're like, what the fuck? And the girl's like, they called in a concussion. <laughs> well, then she finds Margot Martindale. She's like, oh, everything's fine, you know, whatever. She's checking her heart rate. And Margot Martindale's like, bah, bah, bah. And, like, there's a closet door right across from the other door, from the front door. Well, the other ambulance driver, like, goes over. You know what's going to happen. Right. Goes over, opens it. The bear's in there. Sees the body of the skinny kid from the beginning. Well, I forget what he does. And, like, a broom falls over. I don't know what he's seeing. Because all you see is the broom falls over. Then they show what he's seeing. And it's just his body. Well, then there's a bucket there. And, it, like, all at the same time, the bucket falls over and his head rolls out of the bucket. Ew! And then I wonder, like, How? How did that happen? Because to me, that's telling me that you somehow, because the bear is in that room and the door is shut. But you're telling me Margot Martindale had to have somehow gotten the bear in that room and put that kid's head in that bucket. Because the bear did not put that kid's head in that bucket. Well, you know, he flailed around enough that it just flew in there. Um, 
But, like, as he's, like, seeing the body, and he says something to the other girl, the ambulance driver, very suspenseful. Like, out of the shadow in the corner, you just see the bear's, like, face come forward. And, like, he just, like... I think he moves the broom out of the way and, like, slowly closes the closet door. Oh, I do rem- That was in the trailer, I'm As he's sure. closing the door... Well, yeah, his head coming out of the shadow was in the trailer. As he's closing the door, Margot Martindale grabs the stethoscope off her chest. And, like, they have it brilliantly shot by Elizabeth Banks. Where you're not hearing it as she's hearing it through the stethoscope. You're hearing it, like, muffled. She just she just takes it up and she just goes, bear, and then like she rips the thing off. Right as that happens, the bear lunges through the door, on top of the EMT. So he's just on top of it now, and he's like pushing it. She picks up Marco Martindale, gets her in the ambulance. She's still got the gun, straps her to the thing. She gets in the driver's seat. Marco Martindale's like, just fucking leave him, go. <laughs> well, then there was a knife there. I don't. Did you hear the whole story about? the teens that are like cutting people in the park oh uh uh-huh. were you down here for that yeah. yeah there's those three teens were the teens that were doing it they were robbing people with like a switchblade and that's why she says to the teen when she threatens him with a gun because she sees all the when she gets there she's the cashier she's empty and she's like it's you fuckers and she says like you're the reason that People think I'm unfit to do my job, and I can't keep my park safe. I'd be at Yellowstone right now if it wasn't for you fuckers. <laughs> um, but he grabs, he's trying to grab the blade and can't get it. So then he grabs the EMT, like, first aid duffel bag, hits the bear over the head. Well, I guess because it's a red duffel bag. The bear goes over after it. He gets out from under the door, runs into the ambulance. They take off. This is also in the trailer. It's now the bear chasing after oh, uh-huh. the ambulance. This is where you get your second bit of, like, gore. So it catches up to the ambulance. Margot Martindale, I forget how she flies. She's strapped to the gurney. Flies out the back of the ambulance. Like, lunges forward. And then you just watch her front down skid, skid across the pavement. Ew. I was expecting her to still be alive. She wasn't, thankfully. But, like, the way she dies almost seemed like she wasn't dead. I was expecting you were going to see her again. Like, later someone was going to be leaving and she was going to, like, say something to them. And I was like, thank God that didn't happen. But then the bear attacks the guy, the EMT. And he, like, flies to the front. And when he turns and looks at the lady driving, he's got his hands up because he, like, flew against the dash. And his right hand, which is closer to her, just, like, Ew. flops over. So his, like, wrist is just... But it's still attached. Well, and the bear just... She hits a tree. And she flies through the windshield. Well, and they're all dead. And the bear just saunters back to the woods. But the most disgusting part of the movie is... At the end, they're at the fall, the waterfall. There's now, we've now introduced bear cubs, which are also doing cocaine. Well, th- that's not in there. Um, and then, so Ray Liotta is, like, telling his son and O'Shea Jackson Jr. to kill the cubs, because they were trying to attack Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is hell-bent, like, I'm in the hole for this, I need the cocaine, 
Like, or it's my ass. So he is adamant they have to get the duffel bag full of cocaine. Carrie Russell is there with the two kids. I forget why she's, like, why they're all there together. She, well, she's looking for her daughter. Well, she found her daughter before this. Oh, oh. But I think she's helping, or no, because afterwards she helps. They jump into the water to get away from, because I think then, like, they're fucking around with the cubs. Well, then here comes mom. Right. You find out it's a female because O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ray Liotta's kid in the movie, the black cop is on top of the gazebo. How he got up there, they don't tell you. And then that one teenager are there. And it's a standoff with the cops and the two of them. Well, then the bear comes in. He's got... The cop has the two of them laying on the ground. Not O'Shea Jackson Jr., the other two guys. Well, and the bear, like, saunters around them. And the guy playing Ray Liotta's kid just fucking... The bear just collapses on top of him. They're like, is it dead? And there's a big, like... So there's a standoff between the cop and O'Shea Jackson Jr. And he's like, yo, can we call a truce? Because, like, he won't throw his gun away. So it's just a weird standoff. Can we call a truce so I can see if the bear is dead or not? Because he's like, yo, can you breathe? And he's like, I forget what he says. And he just is like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'll take that as a yes. But then he goes over and, like, when he puts his head on the bear... He's got one of the bricks of cocaine in his back pocket. When he kneels down to, like, lean on the chest, the brick falls out of his pocket. And they show the bear's eyes open. Well, then, like, as he's listening, the bear just, like, and, like, doesn't aggressively get up, but, like, starts to stir. And they all, well, then it smells the bag and, like, rips it apart. Well, then the cop on top has the duffel bag full of it. So he just takes two bricks. It's about to eat. It's like dancing with Ray Liotta's son. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Weird. it's like just playing with him well then he like rips one of the bags open and it's just dumping it down off the top of the gazebo onto the bear like making it rain cocaine and then takes the second brick and just fucking tosses it and tells him to run weird well then the worst part of the movie that i really could have done without ray Liotta is the only one now still up there they've all jumped into the water he's trying desperately to reach the duffel bag somehow gets the strap around his neck oh no the mama bear is now down here takes her claw and like cuts open his stomach ew he's now on the ground laying there they're showing his legs twitching i'm expecting like that's all you're gonna see because the rest of the movie was kind of campy that way no <coughs> you watch the two bear cubs oh no pull his intestines out ew and i'm like i could have done without this this was too much. That's a bit too much. In a movie bed. that, like, wasn't right, didn't go bad there. for me, it's, it's, like, the very end of the movie. Maybe that's why they did it at the very end, because they're like, let's just dig one in. And there's a weird moment where then Ray Liotta is dead, and the mom and the two cubs just let out a big roar, like the end of Jurassic Park, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> well, I'm the like, true story is, I'm it's like, just... Is this a weird family movie? Like, What? Because Carrie Wilson gets the kids, and the, or Carrie Russell? Russell. Carrie Russell gets the kids, then she has her cut. Like, this is a weird, like, the message of this movie was family. <laughs> sort of, maybe. Because it's also O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Ray Liotta's kid. They're like, I know I gave you a lot of shit, but you're not just, like, you're not just a co-worker. You're my best friend. Weird. And they're playing 20 questions the whole movie, and he's like, is it? whatever his kid's name is, like Charlie or whatever. It's like, is it Charlie? And he's like, it is. And he's like, I knew it was Charlie the whole time. 
I just didn't want to hurt your feelings and guess it immediately. Like, it's a very strange. So it's like, is this movie about, like, what's the message of this film? Yeah, you know, everyone had their, like, sort of happy ending. I mean, minus the bears, because they are, that one bear is dead. Well, in, in terms of the movie, they had a very happy ending. Because Ray Liotta shoots that bear multiple times. And it's, it falls a couple of rocks down and is dead. What brings it back to life is, as he's fiddling with the duffel bag, one of the bricks falls and opens. And the bear, like you're watching, they have a very close zoom in on the side of the bear. And as the smoke goes past, you're like... And what? it revitalizes the bear. I was thinking, I was like... I was like I think the assumption also is once that cocaine wears off, that bear is dead of gunshot wounds because it was dead before cocaine hit its nostrils again. I'm not confident it wasn't dead when it fell on top of his kid. Well, I mean, the reality is that the cocaine just killed the bear. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. The guy from the beginning, that's how they find well, that, her. I mean, that, that's what they're saying. That's how they find her daughter. Because the guy from the beginning, the two hikers, he's alive. Oh. Uh-huh. He's in the woods. And he's like, I'll help you find your daughter. He's so traumatized. The devil bear. That's what he calls it. Well, but I think... The demon bear? Demon bear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like they know that the cocaine just killed the bear. No, the cocaine did kill the bear. But you don't know if that bear killed anybody else. Right, you don't know. But I, I think the assumption is that the cocaine killed the bear. I would like to believe that that bear went on a murderous rampage. I was thinking that the true story was That's that... That's why they give you the Wikipedia thing at the beginning that says, like... Bears are not, they do not attack people. They are not, well, black bears are not territorial animals. If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. Yes. If it's yellow, lay down. I was mellow. thinking, like, people came across it and if that, it's like. brown, flush it down. It, like, got a taste for cocaine, then it went, like, searching for no. it. No. Not that. No, cocaine fell from the sky. No, no yes, I knew that. it sniffed around at the bags I on the ground. I knew that, but I thought, like, the true story was more exciting than just cocaine oh, no. fell from the sky and a bear ate it and died. Yeah. I was thinking, like, cocaine fell from the sky, bear got a taste for it, then bear went looking for more cocaine. Well, what makes it more and exciting... And someone had to murder What makes it. it more exciting is, I think, what I would, what I'm going to believe is the true story, is that it ingested cocaine and then just went on a rampage of murdering people but not like i think it probably died instantly what's weird is it wasn't eating people like it was just it was just murdering them it was just mauling them yeah like the people like it and it chased down margo martindale like it was was, like vengeful well i guess that's why like they make a point to say like black bears don't do that well then i have to don't you know what makes me wonder though now i'm wondering i'm putting the pieces together as we're talking about this do they bring up that they're not territorial because then the cocaine, like, it's just murdering for sport because of the territory? That's the Jurassic Park roar at the end is, like, the park is, the park belongs to the bears. That's why Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character is yeah, all Yeah, but they're not. Black bears dippy. aren't. What's, no, that's my point. Oh, the they're cocaine They're not territorial and then it gets, it ingests cocaine. Does that then make it? Get the fuck out of my house. Well, or like, does it? Because the more I'm talking, the more I'm talking about it, it is very similar to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Right, like she's fighting, she's killing for sport. She's killing for sport. There was a great. I mean, it could be. We were rewatching Big City Greens, and they do the Thanksgiving episode. Rewatching as if we'd watched it years ago. Rewatching it because Tony finished it on Saturday morning and restarted. Yeah, 
With the, I, we got to the Thanksgiving episode today where they're going to the, buy the TV mm-hmm. with John Hamm as the guest star. And I love the line where the grandmother is fighting people in the store. And he's like, you can just take it. If you, do you want the you want the bear, right? And she's like, I'm not doing it for the bear. I'm doing it for the sport. <laughs> Such a great line. Um, but the second movie I watched. I didn't watch any. I was long asleep by the time you turned this one. Was Knock at the Cabin. I don't even know what this is. So this was... I can't believe... You had to have seen trailers for it. I'll show you the trailer when we're done recording. Um, it is... So it is empty. Um, so it is the latest film from M. Night Shyamalan. That gives you a hint as to where we're going. It stars. Yeah, I just don't remember seeing it. stars Dave Batista, Rupert Grint, who was Ron Weasley in Harry Potter. Not that you care, but. Now it definitely doesn't sound familiar. And Jonathan Groff. No. Jonathan Groff, her, his husband or boyfriend. They don't really say if they're married or not, I don't think. And their adoptive daughter are vacationing at a cabin in, you guessed it, Pennsylvania. Um, Probably Limerick. I don't. It's just a. They don't ever show you where it is. It's just in the woods. It's Limerick. Oh, they all are? His shirt, though, I did write it down. The husband's shirt. not John- So if I say the husband, it's not Jonathan Groff. Okay. Because I don't know the actor's name. Um, his shirt is the Philadelphia International Cycling Classic. I think 2006 was the year. Oh, so it could shirt. be near Maniac. Um, is that where that... Oh, Philadelphia, right, you said? That's the International Cycling Classic, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so maybe. So... The premise of the movie is Dave Batista, Rupert Grant, and two other two women, so it's four of them, mm-hmm. go to this cabin. It starts with Batista just talking to the daughter who's collecting grasshoppers out in the woods, like right in front of the cabin. And the other three like come walking in through the woods. She runs to the house. She's all freaked out, whatever. They knock at the door. Either let us in, which would be great, or we're going to find a way in. You then find out the four of them had these visions of the end of the world. Ugh. They met up, and their visions led them to the cabin where the three of them are. What is going to happen is the three of you have to decide that one of you has to sacrifice yourself. What? You can't kill yourself. One of the other people has to kill you. I hate all of After you this. decide to it. Why did you watch this? If you don't, because it looked good. The trailers looked good. It sounds awful. So anyways, let me... Um, I don't think it's going to get better. Let me cook. Um, so if they don't decide within so much time... They're going to pick for them. One of... No, no, no. They can't. We cannot pick for you. We cannot kill the person for you. You have to do it all on your own to prevent the end of the world. What? If you do, if you choose not to, one of the... So he explains what the plagues are. I forget what they are. But it's like... The frogs and the locusts? No, it's tsunamis, fires. The sky will fall from the... The sky will fall like pieces of glass to the ground. And then the last one is God's fingers will touch the earth and something about burning the earth. I forget what it is. But so those are the four plagues. If they don't decide within a certain amount of time where they say, like, no, we're not doing it. One of the four people will then be killed 
to bring about the plagues. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't figured it out by now, they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Rupert Grint dies first. They turn the TV on. Oh, there's a giant tsunami. And which I then go to my notes. As they're showing it on TV, um, we now are going to show you footage that we've received from the tsunami. The end of that footage is the man going underwater. How did you get that footage? M. Night Shyamalan, you're a better filmmaker than this. He's not. He's not, but in terms of that kind of shit, you are. He's not. How did you get that footage? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I, my second note was, this exudes Shyamalan more than any other M. Night Shyamalan movie I've ever seen. So do all four of the horsemen die, or do they eventually stop the apocalypse? Spoiler alert. All four of them die. When Dave so Batista's last, obviously. As he's dying, or as he's about to kill himself, it's when I'm gone, you, you'll have, you'll only have a few minutes to decide. If you don't, at the beginning it was if you don't do this, the three of you will remain alive long enough to watch everything on earth be destroyed. And then you will be left here to wander the earth alone. Um, he then kills himself. Jonathan Groff then decides, it's me. But there's a way, like, they're showing flashbacks Ugh. of their relationship and them getting their daughter. I hate all of Rupert this. Grint is a homophobe and beats up the husband in a bar years before this happens, which seems like a weird, like, why did that matter? I mean, it mattered because the husband the whole time is rationalizing, like, you're liars. This is a cult. None of this is real. This is... A pre-recorded footage on tv like this is bullshit batista's checking his watch like every 30 seconds this is nonsense and he's uh i forget what kind of attorney he says he is that's how he's rationalizing all of it but then jonathan groff is like there's a point when they are about to kill rupert grant there's a mirror right across from him and there's the light comes in from the window and then later on it's i saw someone in the mirror and then i'm just like where did i write it in here What's with M. Night Shyamalan and religion? Are you, like, super Christian M. Night Shyamalan? Because Signs was the same thing. Oh, yeah, because what's-his-name was a... And I think what pissed me off... Like, I didn't... Who was that? Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. Ugh. I didn't like Signs. And I think what made me not like Signs... Like... Oh, my God, it's a movie you absolutely have to see, though. Oh, this It's so bad. Shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. That movie, this movie, every M. Night Shyamalan movie I've seen... It's is so like... jump-scary. I think The Happening is worse than Signs, though. Mm. There's not a lot of jump scares and signs. Not that I remember. But anyways. Well. I also watched it in modern times. Um, I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it like last year. In, <laughs> well, not jump scare, But like, you never know when that alien thing's going to pop out. Then it comes out like in the corn. Um, I think. So, so I can deal. Fucking tinfoil hats. I can deal with religious things in movies. I think where you lost me so hard in signs is like, this movie is about fucking aliens. And at the end, you're like, oh, no, this movie's not about aliens. This whole movie is an allegory for religion. And I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't. You're telling me aliens are an allegory for Jesus? Like, what the fuck is this? It was kind of weird. 
the happening is just like if you love each other, the plants won't get mad. And well, kill the you. happening is also a weird allegory for global warming. That's what that movie is. Well, and it's if it's, you it's tolerance, but it's also yeah. If you treated people better, the world wouldn't turn on you. It's also climate change because every time people showed kindness to each other, then the plants were treated. Yeah, it was so stupid. Um. So. Any other notes that I have? Oh my god, this movie is 95% close-ups. Mm-mm. Are you speaking? The camera's right on your face. No. And then the next person, so I'm talking, it's on me. Then you're going to talk, it's right on you. And then it's back to me, back to you. Ew. Like there, are, there are few, very minimal scenes where you are a wide shot. Everything is close. Ew, I don't like it. <laughs> Neither did I. Makes it feel very like home movie, Blair Witch. Neither did I. Um... I put close up the movie. This is this goes with my signs happening. Everything where I'm pretty sure M Night Shyamalan is the same as George Lucas. You've never had a conversation with a person in no. your life. Mm-mm. At one point, in definitely the movie, not a woman. At one point in the movie, but it's weird because he's on Preston and Steve, and he sounds like a normal guy. And I'm like, why can't you write a fucking movie then? Your scripts are dog shit. Right. Dave Bautista is a second grade teacher. He talks like a fucking robot for the majority of this movie. Not until the end does he like. Have a, have a real, like, anger outburst at one point where he shows, like, you are a good actor. I don't know what this is, but right. you are a good actor. Well, it's the writing the problem. At one point, Rupert Grint is saying some real nonsensical shit. Dave Bautista legitimately says to him, you sound, pause, how you sound. What? <laughs> yes. Like. Thank you. Um. So M. Night Shyamalan's cameo in this movie, because he's in all of them. Is when they turn the TV on before it goes to the news of the tsunami, he is doing an infomercial selling air fryers. Ah, that's fun. It is fun. In a movie that's kind of not great, it's fun. Um, I mean, it sounds more than kind of not great. They have Jonathan Groff and his husband tied up in chairs. What really bothers me is when they start, they are in line with each other. How are they supposed to kill one of... Well, they're fighting them at the beginning, so that's why they're tied up. Then the idea is, like, if you agree to decide, we will oh, untie oh, you okay, and whatever. Okay. So they're lined up. Well, then the husband is, like, kicking around, fighting, whatever, and then he, like, the chair moves, so now they're staggered. Okay. So then when the camera shows from the side, you're seeing both the husband and Jonathan Groff, or Jonathan Groff and the husband, depending on where the foreground is. Jonathan Groff, I forget how he falls, has a concussion. Well, the one woman is a nurse. She takes him into the bathroom. She's bandaging his head up. When she brings him back out into the room in the chair, they fucking stagger the chairs again. And I'm like, fuck you. Well, it's because they like that. That bothers the shit out of me. But then at some other point, Batista turns them so they're facing each other. Like, maybe this will help motivate you if you're looking at each other. Well, then, like, a scene or two later when they're turned back, they're lined up again. I'm like, god damn it, M. Night Shyamalan. You should have better attention to detail than this. Um, she is fighting with the husband who gets out to the car to get the gun. <laughs> she hits the window with a thing. This is, again, attention to detail, I'm by Shyamalan. Hits the window with her weapon. It is cracked. They cut to him. They cut back to her through the window. The window it's is gone. No, the window's fine. <gasps> no. The window has no crack in it. She hits it again, and then it shatters, and then she eventually breaks it. But I'm like, hmm caught that there is a shot at the end batista's the last one alive it's batista 
with the TV in the background playing the news. What eventually happens is the husband takes a baseball bat and smashes the fucking TV. As Batista is talking, because he goes, oh, this was in my vision, and he is just repeating word for word what the newscaster is saying. They do a very... Like, in a movie full of close-ups, it's far enough out so you get the TV in the background. They do a clunky-as-shit zoom in on Batista to show the TV break when he hits it with when the guy hits it with the baseball bat but it is like I feel like the camera shakes when they zoom in on it I'm like did you not zoom did you like walk the fucking camera forward well, they, maybe they were gum for like a more it was just bad the Blair witchy um Batista kills himself in a rocking chair Ugh. when he cuts his well they don't show it he cuts his throat and they don't show it they cut away they cut away from all the murders. Well, yeah, his movies don't tend. His to movies be aren't usually that bloody. Um, the bloodiest it is, and they don't show it. Batista's wearing a white shirt the entire movie. He cuts his throat, and then when they cut back to it, it's like you can't see the slit. You can barely see the slit in his neck. His shirt just like yeah. turns red. Of course it does. Um, you're not wearing. You're not slitting your throat and wearing a white shirt. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but like when he cuts his throat, the chair's not moving. And then once he's dead, it is? Well, then when they cut to, like, the husband, I don't know if they're kneeling near him. I forget what's happening. The fucking chair is aggressively rocking. Uh, I'm like, that's a lot. I right, literally wrote, that's a lot of rocking for a dead body. Um, knowing what the husband looks like, I will show you a picture of him. My thought was, did Jamie Dornan pass on this movie? Oh. Because he looks like Jamie Dornan. Let's, let's look him up so I can show you what he looks like. Knock at the cabin. Top top listed are Dave Batista and Jonathan Groff. Ben Aldridge is his name. Uh, that's not a great one with the beard. What else was he in? Anything? Spoiler alert. Didn't see that movie. I wanted to, but I didn't see it. Oh, he's in Fleabag. Oh, I didn't see that. I did. It was really, you should watch it. You would enjoy it a lot. Not a lot that I've seen. Um, yeah. Oh. It's not... There's probably a better pictures, but... Yeah. He looks like Jamie Dornan. For those of you that don't know who Jamie Dornan is, it's the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He plays Christian I was guy. thinking he was the guy from the Gianni Versace show. No, that's that? oh. What is his name? Oh fuck! Are you sure that that's, that's what not... that guy's name is? Yes. From... Oh, okay. Is that really a question? The assassination. Of good lord. The assassination of Gianni Versace. Darren Chris. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, he doesn't really look like him. I just a, a teeny tiny bit. Yeah, Jamie Dornan is from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifty Shades Grey. Not my Christian. <laughs> Hashtag not my Christian. Even though I don't think what's his name would have been um, the right fit. And then, so one of the flashbacks is them driving to the cabin. They are jamming out to Casey and the Sunshine Band's "Boogie Shoes." Oh. Yes. So the movie ends. Jonathan Groff is dead. 
He saved the world. Very emotional ending. So there's like, so Dave Bautista kills himself. Lightning is striking the ground all around them in the woods. The woods are catching on fire. Jonathan Groff's like, and they're showing you hints of like the husband is also not believing that it's fake anymore, but he keeps holding on to it. And then Jonathan Groff's like, I know I saw somebody. And he's like, I believe you. And they're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, like, he gives this very emotional, like, he tells him to kill him while he's thinking of, like, the happiest thought he can think of. I forget what the line is. But then it's him with his eyes closed. And he's, they're, they've now filmed all this. So they're showing you him telling you, like, I'm seeing our daughter as an adult, and she has her own. Oh, okay. Like, it's just, like, this is what the future is. And then he kills him. So it's a very emotional ending. Well, at least that section of it is. That's not the end of the movie. He goes to the treehouse that Jonathan Groff told the daughter to go to. One of us will come get you. And you knew one of them was going to die. When one of us comes to get you, then you can come out. Well, then, the husband climbs the ladder... And just like looks at the daughter, the daughter looks at him, and the daughter goes, "Cause they're they're daddy and daddy Andrew." And he goes, "I think I think he's Eric. I think Jonathan Groff is daddy Eric. Did daddy Eric save the world?" Ugh. And then he just like climbs into the treehouse and hugs her, and they both cry. Ew. Um. Well, and they do a weird like it was the same thing. In the movie Old, where I'm like, you kind of like shoehorned, like this movie came out at a weird time where, I don't know when you wrote it, there's like a lot of like racist shit in here, where like the one doctor is like a total racist asshole, and I'm like, did you do this because of when you wrote it, or was this just a coincidence that like BLM is happening at the time that you wrote this movie? There's a black guy, and the uh, the doctor is super fucking racist, and there's also an Asian guy, like... Yeah. Was that purposeful, or did you write this a long time ago? Was old his, too? Old is also his. I do but then this movie has that. a lot of, like, what a shock. You targeted a gay couple with their kid in the woods, oh, like, oh. and then Rupert Grint did attack him, so it is a weird... Like, there is a weird element to it that never, like, that's not what the case is, so it's a weird, like, why put it in there? Yeah. I guess it's to mislead you as to, like, is this all bullshit? Mm-hmm. But then they they get in the truck that was Batista's truck. They drive to a cafe. They turn the TV on. So the, the sky falling is planes falling from the sky. Oh, okay. Like, planes just stop and whoosh, nosedive. And it's... And Jonathan Groff says as they're watching it on TV, like, the sky will fall like pieces of glass. And then Dave Bautista says the line about God's fingers burning the earth. Um, So they're in the diner. They're watching the TV like, oh, you know, the flights that were in the air that didn't crash have landed, but all the flights are still canceled. The storms have subsided and the fires are starting to go away. And like, just everything's back to normal. There's a weird moment of like the waitress behind the counter calls i think it's her mom i can't really understand what she says she's like i love you like this is so weird when they get in the car they get in the truck he turns the radio on this boogie shoes boogie shoes they kind of sit there for a second he turns it off 
sit there for a second. The daughter reaches over, turns it on. Plays for like a second. She looks at him, looks back, turns it off. They sit there for a second. He reaches up and turns it on, and they leave. That's the end of the movie. And I wrote in here, my exact note was, strangest use of a Casey and the Sunshine band song I've ever seen. That sounds terrible. All that being said, all those notes given, I think Knock at the Cabin is his second best movie. What's his first? Old. Yeah, I I do want to see Old because it did look... I went into Old thinking this movie's going to suck because there's not really an M. Night Shyamalan movie I've seen that is good. And Tony's up. Um... But, yeah, I finished it, and I'm like, I liked it a lot. I liked old a lot. Now, I am not including um, what's the Bruce Willis one? Unbreakable. Oh. I didn't see Split yet, and I didn't, I heard Glass was awful, but I didn't see it. I do want to watch Split at some point. Um, but yeah. So I, I recommend it. I recommend Knock at the Cabin. It got good reviews, from what I remember. Oh, that the subject matter—it's a no for me. Why? I'm not watching that. Why not? One, why is there gonna be a kid there? I'm not watching that. The kid doesn't die. Yeah, but I'm not watching. And the kid's never in danger. Um, but I'm not watching two parents have to decide which one of them's gonna kill themselves or which one of them's gonna kill the other. But one they and- don't. It's not until, like, the very end of the movie. I don't care. The fact that there's a kid there, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to watch it. I think you would enjoy it more than you're thinking you would. Definitely not. Oh, I enjoyed it. You wouldn't... I think you would like old. Yeah, there's there's generally... Like, when M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie, I'm not like, oh, I definitely want to see that. I will tell you that old does get a little... Yeah, it's... Old, I think, is his scariest movie. I watched a review, like a yeah. someone review it, because I was like, I don't know that I will ever watch this, because I did think that. I'm like, yeah. this looks very scary. And, like, she ended up, like, she doesn't like horror movies, but yes. she said that she did recommend it, because she did, yeah. although it is scary, she did recommend it, because she enjoyed it. Like, it was a very, like, unique sort of, yes. like, storyline. Of all of his movies that I've seen... I think Old was his scariest movie. Which? You've heard the review, so I will tell you. There's a scene where that girl has... What disease does she have? Where her bones just, like, break. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it's called. What the fuck is it called? I want to say body dysmorphia, but that's not what that is. I forget what it is, but her bones are, like, super brittle. Well, they end up in a cave... And I forget, she's like chasing the kids. I forget how she gets in there with the two kids. And she like whacks her shoulder against something and her arm just breaks. Well then because of the island and the medicine, it is... It's the weird, like it's rapidly healing her, but also like... No. There is a moment of where she is healing, but then as time progresses, it's getting worse. 
And when you're in certain parts of the cave trying to leave, it gets worse. Like the effects start to happen more oh, rapidly. Yeah, yeah. So she is just banging into things in this cave and her bones are just shattering. And there is a scene. The scene is like their flashlight is dying, so it's just flashing on her. Where she is just like writhing on the ground and spinning to the point where her body looks like when you kill a spider and the legs just like curl up. That's what her human body looks like. Ew. And I'm like, this is. And you like watch it yeah. as it's happening. Easily the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in an MHM movie. Um. But yeah, I rec- I do recommend Knock at the Cap. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but... And I recommend Old. And I do recommend Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Cocaine Bear is... I might watch that movie every Halloween now. That was a Ew. fun... That was a fun... But is it really... Ho- I guess because it's just... That's scary. a horror movie, it's yeah. a scary movie, yeah. That like, movie... Is it really like Halloween? That movie was fun. That is now... Cocaine Bear is now on my list of movies where people ask me for recommendations. I'm going to recommend Cocaine Bear. If... But you got to give them the disclaimer, like... Yeah, it's a horror movie. Right. It's a horror comedy. Yeah. Like, it is... Not that... I wouldn't say it's scary, because it's certainly not scary. I will also recommend... I want to rewatch it, because I think you would enjoy it, but I don't remember, like, how far it goes. Is it Werewolves Within? It's based on a video game. It was good, though. It's a comedy. It's Sam Richardson, who is the black guy from Veep. The only black eye on Veep. Um, the girl from... She's a comedian. But the girl from the AT&T commercials. Melania Vantrub. Where are you? See all. Oh, he was in Velma? Oops. He's in Hocus Pocus 2? We never watched that. We have to watch yeah, Werewolves stuff. Within is what it's called. So it's, yeah, Tim, Melania Vantrup, who's the AT&T girl. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, George Basil, who you might recognize. No. Oh, but, well, maybe. That's a weird picture. He's been in a couple different things. Catherine Curtin, you recognize? I think she was on Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And that older guy you might know, too. Yeah. Wayne Duvall. Harvey from um, What We Do in the Shadows, but you don't watch that show. But the premise of this is... Does it have the premise on here? Feature adaptation of the video game where werewolves attack a small town. What ends up happening is they are all there and there's like a hotel it's like an airbnb i think her husband is missing at the beginning of the show or the beginning of the movie then as things progress it's very much like one of us is a werewolf oh okay but i don't remember how gross it gets because it does like so cocaine bear is a horror comedy that as it progresses towards the end dips a little more into horror i feel like this was a horror comedy that stays a comedy like clue Mm, yes and no like it is werewolves within it is like it's a werewolf it is attacking people but i don't know how like gory they get with it because it it does stay more like it's 
how would I just I want it's not 50 50 I want to say it's maybe like 70 30 leaning towards comedy 60 40 maybe but I have to I'll have to rewatch it because I liked it a lot I thought it was fun again a weird descriptor for that kind of movie but I think you well, would, I... I think you would enjoy it um but on that note I can tell you that if you're not like my wife who doesn't need a pre-watcher um werewolves then is great I've seen plenty of movies without a pre-watch. Yeah, but most of them you appreciate a pre-watch. I watched Bird Box. Oh, God. Quiet Place. Quiet Place 2. Prisoners. That, Prisoners is the reason that we need a pre-watch, and you had seen that movie. I had. Well, it, had been, it had been a while since I'd seen that movie. And. In my defense. You just you just left out, like, oh, by the way, that guy's going to turn around and his whole eyeball's going to be hanging out his head. No. It's swollen Oh, yeah, shut. it's out. No, it's his Ugh. eye is in. It's just like swollen Ugh. over. His whole face oh, is destroyed. That was, that was a great movie, though. I mean, I also you talk about psychological thrillers. That movie good. is up there with the Zodiac. Yeah, good one. Um, I also watched The Walking Dead. But Knock at the Cabin, I'll recommend. You won't see it, but I recommend it for our listeners. Um, Cocaine Bear, I'll recommend. I haven't. I watched. Um, a portion of Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwreck. Oh, Do not god. recommend. Oh god. Terrible movie. Um I mean it may have been passable, but there were I didn't realize it was a musical. No part of that movie is passable. And I, I only saw like five minutes. I of think it. it would have been better if it wasn't a musical. Of course it was. That's the whole point of Alvin and the Chipmunks. They're they're a band. But no, are I've, all their movies musicals? I think what it would have been better is if they didn't have the Chipettes. I don't know where they could... I, I, the only thing I know of Alvin and the Chipmunks is their Christmas album. That's it. They had a whole bunch of movies. Animated movies. Is like, it all with the guy animated. from My Name is No, Earl? that's the new like live action ones. Oh. Um, but on that note, you've got recommendations... This was the miracle episode because our son, our baby, has COVID, and <laughs> I did not know if this episode was going to happen or not because it's Some, it's been a weekend. Somehow, there's one of us that has COVID, it's, and he is not even a year old right now. It's been a weekend. So, on that note, it's time to end. Thank you all for joining us again. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Um, yeah, we love you, and thank you for being a friend.